Welcome to North Clay Baptist Church. As we continue making our way through the Bible, today we will pick up with John's Gospel and we will cover chapter 16, 17, and 18. In chapter 16, Jesus is still teaching his disciples in the upper room. Here, Jesus tells them of the works of the Helper, the Holy Spirit, and that their sorrow will soon turn to joy. Their sorrow because he is going away. He will soon be arrested, illegally tried, and executed on a Roman cross. However, their joy comes when they see him again at his resurrection because death could not hold him. Jesus has overcome the world. In the Spirit-inspired inspired words of the Apostle Paul in his letter to Pastor Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. However, here in chapter 17, we have recorded for us this wonderful high priestly prayer of Jesus where he prays for his disciples. This prayer recorded for us is, again, it's all scripture is profitable for teaching, but we get here our Lord's prayer for us. So we have recorded for us this wonderful high priestly prayer where he prays for his disciples, but he also prays for us. So let's take a look at verses 20 through 26 of chapter 17, beginning in 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. In a sublime turn of thought, the Lord now embraces in his prayer the whole body of believers, even those yet to come to faith in future ages. Every true Christian can be assured of being included in this prayer. And in chapter 18, Jesus is betrayed by Judas and arrested. Jesus' arrest and subsequent trials are illegal by the Jewish law. Evil always operates under the cover of darkness. These religious leaders bring Jesus before the Roman governor Pilate to be executed. And let's take a look at third, uh, chapter 18, 33 through 36. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests had delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. In Psalm 110, God sets the Messiah at his right hand as king and priest, as king to bring his enemies under his feet and as priest to serve God and direct God's grace forever. 
Christ rules over all spheres of authority, whether angelic or human. His kingdom, in a direct sense, is the church, the body over which He is the head, governing it by His word and spirit. Christ's session will come to and will continue until all His enemies and ours, including death, are brought to nothing. Death, the last enemy, will cease to exist when Christ, at His appearing, raises the dead for judgment. Once judgment has been executed, the work of the mediatorial kingdom will be, forever, be over, and Christ will triumphantly deliver the kingdom to the Father, where we will enjoy Him forever. <laughs>